in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey Ma, happy new year. Happy new year to you too. I think just because of kids and life, New Year's never felt that pivotal. I always felt like August when the kids started school felt like a new year. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. But there still is something about the new year that just gets us excited or just even gets our wheels turning about, okay, what could we do differently? Or maybe that's just me and you, mom, that love goals and planning and all the things. That's it right there. Because, yeah, I was trying to figure out as I had to approach the subject, I was trying to figure out, wow, I remember times I didn't have the same relationship with the new year. But then I thought maybe there was always a thread of that, even when I was raising kids. Like somehow it gave me actually real hope that something could change in the next year. The truth is, I think just because of where I was for so long, I was just always kind of leaning into this partly reality and partly fantasy by, by surviving. But definitely just seeing, I think we all have a different relationship with the new year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what that means to us. Yeah. I think no matter what, there is kind of this hope of a new year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so God's kindness of like, okay, I mark the night and the day. There is a new day. Yes. I mark the years yes. and the months. Like this is a new year. And, and maybe that is like this intrinsic feeling of things could be different. Yes. I just never had thought about it long enough to come up with that. But now I know that I've moved from leaning into it probably partly because there was no other way to think about life. I would have drowned if I didn't have the ability to have that reset. But I sort of trace the history of that with me, like I said, and to where I realize, wow, I love New Year's now. (laughs) Like it's real. It's intentional. And I see so much beauty in it. But, of course, that's not actually what we're talking about today. So why don't you introduce our topic as quickly. We can run right off topic before we even start. Even start. I do. Okay. Yes, it's me, maybe. Yes. And maybe this podcast is more from my perspective. Although, Mom, I know in many seasons you felt the same. But I know for this January and definitely in times past, it has felt very difficult to come up with goals and plans. And yeah, it just feels like so many things feel unsure and nothing feels solid. Like sometimes it feels like the ground could just fall Mm. from underneath you Mm. at any moment. It feels like you're just walking on shaky ground. Now that could be in big ways, like big circumstantial ways where it really feels like 
you're in a crisis. Mm. Or it could just feel like everything feels confusing and spinny and it feels like you can't really grasp anything. It just feels like everything is like, I don't know. Yes. I don't know how to plan for the next year. I don't even know what we're going to be doing in two weeks. Nothing yes. feels sure. And it feels like when that is your reality, knowing what steps and goals to take can actually bring more questions than answers and more confusion than clarity. That is so good. And I'm guessing a whole lot of people can relate to that, Mary. And gosh, what do we do, you and I? I don't know when this started, but somewhere in our conversations over the years, because at any given day, we could either one be in a swirl. And somehow or another, do you remember how we came up with this idea? Or was it something God asked you about? Introduce that, because that question became sort of a touchstone that God has used. And of course, we'll yeah. give others of how we can avoid that or how we can recorrect before it gets just completely overwhelming and takes us over. But you share that because I think that became one of our yes. anchors that kept us back to, to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So even several years ago, and this wasn't at New Year's, but it was just a season of my life where everything felt like it was spinning out of control. It was just like nothing felt sure or solid. And my default is to just question everything. Am I doing this right? What am I doing wrong? What should I even be doing today? Down to the smallest, most ridiculous things of like, should I wear this? Should I not? Should I go to this place? Should I not? And I was just paralyzed with confusion. So you ask me, yeah, Mary, what is your five-year plan? Or what is your, you know, month plan? And it was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, should I go to the grocery store? Mm -hmm. Should we have oatmeal for dinner or chicken parmesan? I mean, it was just paralyzing. Everything mm -hmm. felt so anxiety producing. And so in those moments where I was making big decisions or small decisions and I was sitting with the Lord and I'm like, Lord, what do I do? What am I supposed to do about this situation? Or where are you leading our family? Or what are you asking of me? And I was just in this swirl of like, please give me an answer. Yes. And it was like, I I felt like I heard the Lord so clearly in my heart say, let's just take a pause. What was the last thing I told you? Yes. Or to say it differently, what was the last thing you knew for sure? And I think what the Lord was saying in that moment was, okay, you're spinning right now. You're just in the midst of this swirly tornado storm where everything is murky. Everything is foggy. It's like when you go out in the morning and you can't see anything because it's like this thick fog right in front of you. I always love those mornings because you're like, that's so crazy. It is. So I know cool. what's across that field. <laughs> I'll see it in a few hours when the fog clears. But right now, it's like gone. It's like it doesn't exist. And that's what I feel like in those moments. It's like, I thought I had truth. I thought yes. I knew what was real and what was true a week ago, a month ago, two years ago. But right now, it's like, I can't even see two feet in front of me. Everything yes. just feels murky and cloudy. Yes. And so I think what the Lord was saying was, when was the last time you saw clarity? When was the last time, if you're looking out on that foggy morning, remember, Mary, what's in that field? When was the last time you saw things for what they actually were? And when I was speaking to you and you knew yes. that it was me and that you knew and you had clarity and peace in that moment. Yes. And so instead of always just looking ahead, which is a great thing to do, I think, in different ways, but the Lord said, let's look back. Yes. Let's look back. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that affected me as well. Uh, first of all, watching you in that swirl was 
really difficult as a mom. Sometimes just talking to you and being with you in the swirl was heartbreaking and it could sort of make me swirly. But then I always had my own swirl going on. And this question that he asked you, the reason why this is so great because it causes you, you have to stop and remember what's true. When I was thinking through this throughout, I would just sort of go off on something But I just highlighted the things that are like, these are all strategies. These are all things that God has given all of us. So when there is one, I'm going to just point it out. This one right here, the thing about this question from God is any of us can use that question. Any of us can sit with God and say, what is the last thing I knew that I knew with confidence and by revelation that you had spoken to me? What was the last thing, Holy Spirit, that you were highlighting in my life? And when I wait on that, whatever it is, it's something that is not swirly. And typically, as I thought about it yesterday, I realized that it brought me back to truth. And truth for me, by revelation, not just cognitively, but that's the whole thing to me about truth that is so beautiful because it can be eaten and digested. It will sober you. It wakes you up if you were drunk. It's like drinking something. I don't know what you drink if you'd been drunk, but I know that there's things you can drink that can kind of sober you up quicker, maybe coffee. But the point is that the Holy Spirit can be that awakening to you. So that is what I love about this question. And any one of us can use it. Yeah. And not just that. Let's say, for example, I felt like I was supposed to homeschool my kids. Okay. Or let's say I was supposed to put them in public school. It doesn't matter. So schooling with my kids. And I felt like I was supposed to do that. I really felt confidently. I prayed about it. I talked to my husband about it. I talked to people that were close to me, mentors and people in my life. And I felt really confident about this decision and peace from the Lord. But now two weeks pass by, a month passes by, a year passes by, and I'm spinning, I'm swirling. Something's happening circumstantially with this thing. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe that was bad. I don't know. And I'm feeling spinning. I'm feeling swirly. I'm caught up in that tornado storm. And I hear the Lord whisper, Mary, what was the last thing you knew to be true? And I'm like, well, I felt like you told me to do this thing. And I had a lot of peace about it and I had a lot of confidence about it. And then the next question I feel like the Lord asks me is, okay, now, is there anything that has changed from then to now that you think you should be doing something differently? And I think that part of the question is really important because I think sometimes we can feel confident in something, but then we can jump ship. We can give all these reasons why, well, this is why I feel swirly about it again, because this, this, and this. And the Lord's like, okay, I hear you, but what has actually changed? What has actually changed? Or have I said anything differently? Is the reality of that truth any different than it was six months ago, a week ago, five years ago? And if it isn't, and if there's no new information, then we can stand fast on that truth and on that confidence. Absolutely. And now we're getting into the second part. And this second part of God saying, have I said anything new or different? Yes. If I haven't spoken something new or different, then why are you assuming that on your own, just based on your emotions, that you think that's a valid reason because you're feeling anxious or you're confused? Right. So he's saying, I'll set your confusion straight and I'll make the path that's so crooked to you right now, narrow and clear Because I have not said anything new. In the absence of my speaking, don't assume that something has changed. Come and sit with me and you ask of me 
And if there is, I have no trouble speaking to you. Yep. I have no yes. problem giving you a million signs if that's what I intend to do. Otherwise, you trust me. That's helped me so much. And I'm going to give an example because it just happened to me. That's why I was thinking on that portion mm-hmm. of the second part of the question. I just had this happen two days ago. We have some things going on relationally in our community. Long story short, as this is all happening, each one of us is feeling our own swirl. And I end up in a conversation with one of the people. And we're talking about it. We're talking about all of the swirl and all the things and different things we're feeling. And what I found just by processing with her and her processing with me, the light came in. Mm. So even though I wasn't sitting directly with the Lord, these people, they're peers of spiritual direction to me and mentorship to me. So there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of maturity. Just as we processed it together, because... I think we can have friends like that. We're literally wrestling together with the Lord in that moment. Yeah. And so that is one of the first strategies I'm going to say, too. Not only this question, but taking that question with other mature believers to say, hey, look into my life. I'm feeling swirly about this. But all that to say, because I was feeling swirly, I was able to process and share with her how I felt like by doing that in the moment, through having to put my thoughts together, I was actually convicted of the Lord in that process of having to go back and say, wait a minute, because I get ahead of myself often. My zeal, which is not always the purity of the zeal of the Lord, can get caught up in anything that I'm thinking. And I can run with visions that are merely visions that God has not called me to implement. He can give me things and sometimes I run too far ahead without even looking back to see he's still back over there. But in this case, I think by having at least one other strong believer, because you'd be amazed how much the Holy Spirit will show up by inviting God into this. And it's not like I, we even have to sit down and pray and beg God to show up. It's like just in our sharing, the Holy yes. Spirit will bring something right at that moment. So again, you either process with God or process with another person. And I feel like in either one of those, God will be faithful to show up. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is right. Don't just sit in your own thoughts and ruminate. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that is absolutely key. So I think as we're thinking about the new year and plans and dreams, and if you're in a place where you're like, I don't even know what's up from down and you're feeling that spin, getting somebody that you feel like is maybe a step ahead of you, maybe just in this season and processing with them and asking them to maybe take a look at your life if you're willing to be vulnerable and say, okay, I think this was the last thing I knew to be true. Can you help confirm that? Or can you help me work through some of these things? Yes, yes. And I find... I'm kind of amazed. Quite honestly, I've had so many weaknesses in my life. One of them is not to really trust others, not like purposefully, but it's like I almost feel like God is the only one I can trust. Yeah. And so having to push back on that and and God is having me do a very intentional pivot at this point in my life based on the formation of these women. I have to intentionally say yes to God in the midst of my fears that I will allow these women to speak more directly into my life and that I will actually receive from them. I always have to be the one giving, but that has a lot to do with control. 
Right. So part of this is if you're not ready for a person, I would always say, go back to God himself. So if that's too trying for you and just brings more anxiety and you really have no one you feel like that about in your circle or in your life, then I would say I didn't for years and God was faithful to be that person for me. And I have said that before and I'll continue to say it because I know there are many out there who trusting someone implicitly in these ways can be very difficult. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's so important. I also feel like as we're looking ahead and thinking about, okay, what is our next steps or what is the next things that we want to be focusing on this year or uh, next things that we want to implement, habits we want to create, systems we want to do, things we want to work towards in our life. And the questions come up of, well, I don't know, am I even on the right track or should I be doing that or should I not be doing that? And sitting with the Lord, sitting with others and having almost like a time uh, every year, every quarter. I think we've even talked about that of like, hey, checking in, that it's not just once a year that we're checking in, but it's like, hey, is this still what you're asking, Lord? And a lot of times I think I love what you said earlier of like the silence of the Lord does not mean you're on Mm -hmm. the wrong path. And we have to so be confident in that, that the Lord will lead us. And just because he's not speaking in that moment, we can trust him. We don't have to constantly like a child look up and be like, are are we going the right way? Are we going the right way? And the Lord's like, chill out. Like I'm right here. I'm not going to lead you off a cliff. I'm faithful to be a good shepherd. You can just keep walking. Again, that checking in, I feel like is is, is key. Having people around you is paramount, you know, people that you're walking alongside you, being isolated, walking alone on a path, I feel like is the first death trap. Yes. Yes. Whatever way that looks. But again, those checking in points and the Lord is faithful. I read something the other day. Oh, it was so good. It's by C.S. Lewis. And he says, we all want progress. But if you are on the wrong road, progress Mm. actually means doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. And in that case, the man who turns back the soonest is actually the most progressive. Yeah. <laughs> and Because otherwise you're getting farther and farther. Yes. Right. Man, I love that, that so much. That is so good. I love Isn't it so too. good? It is so good. You're just running faster in the wrong direction and think you're doing it. Oh my gosh. That could be on my gravestone. I, my gosh, she did this, but she learned at the end. <laughs> To turn around. To turn around. Yes. And it's like maybe that will be our greatest feat is learning to pivot yes. and to look back and be like, I'm going to go back. This doesn't bring life. What am I doing? This isn't what I want. This is what I knew to be true. I'm pivoting. I'm turning back. And that's the most progressive. That's yes. the most life-giving thing that we could possibly do. Wow, that is so good. That is just so good. And man, when I think about that quote, I think about what a culture that we're in. Yeah. To never really even slow down enough to pause to find out if I'm on the wrong road. If I've left and I was on the Appalachian Trail, there's these little tiny side roads, but they're not part of the trail. If you're not paying attention and you get off Malachi, did that one year with dad, and he went far away and dad was panicking. But the idea is we can easily get off and we can just go with vigor. He was practically running. He had so much energy. He was younger when he was doing the trail with dad. But he was so energetic. He was kind of jogging. He was just going farther away in the wrong direction. But that's it. If we have this false sense of we're just kind of running on our own strength, 
and not checking in with God. I believe that can happen almost daily. That's how often I think we're getting off the path and not checking in. Yes. And you mentioned uh, in our culture how it's like we can't slow down. We just we're a steamrolling culture, a generation. And uh, I think part of that is because we do feel this fear of, oh, I've put too much in. Yes. I've invested too much in this situation or in doing this thing or no, I mean, I can't turn back now. Even if there's something in me that feels like, uh, I should probably pivot or uh, I'm not sure I should be doing this yes. anymore. It's like, well, I mean, I can't now, you know, have to steamroll ahead. Yes. And my husband always refers back to what's called the sunk cost fallacy. Do you know what that is? No, but I'm guessing it's you're too far in and you can't get out. Right. Well, it's the perception of that. So he always reminds me of this because he's like, Mary, you're doing the sunk cost fallacy thing again because I am the key person to do that, whatever it is. I'm like, well, we have to do it now. Or, you know, we made the decision. We have to do it. He's like, why do we have to make the decision? Or why do we have to do that? Well, we already put in this much time or so much money. He's like, so what? Why would you keep going? Oh my god. No gosh. matter how much time or money you put in something, if it's not ultimately going to be what's most life-giving, right? Uh, oh my and, gosh. Uh, so the idea of the sunk cost fallacy describes our tendency to follow through on an endeavor if we have already invested time, effort, or money into it, regardless of the fact or whether or not the current costs outweigh the benefits. So basically, the example that it gives is, imagine that you bought a concert ticket a few weeks ago for $50. And on the day of the concert, you feel terribly sick. It's pouring raining outside. And you know that the traffic is going to be worse because of the rain. You feel so sick, you can barely move. And you know that you're going to risk getting everyone sick. Although it seems that the current drawbacks outweigh the benefits, why are you still likely to choose to go to the concert? Mm. Insanity. That's the reason. (laughs) Right. It's like, I've already paid the money. I've already done it or taken off work. Mm. And you're like, what? Or it's like my kids when um, they are feeling sick and wanting to eat something like an ice cream cone and they feel so sick and they're like, well, I can't waste it. I'm like, either way, you're wasting it. Like you're (laughs) wasting it inside of your body. But now you're just feeling sicker because of it. Like, what? And it's right. It's this thinking uh, that super messes us up. So I guess all we're saying here is it's okay to look back and it's okay to turn back. And not just that, but that can be the most life-giving thing Yes, is to look back and say, Lord, what was the last thing you said? Maybe I've gotten off course or maybe I haven't even gotten necessarily off course, but maybe I need to be reminded that I am on the right path and I don't need to question it. And I don't need to be like, should I go here? Should I go there? And the Lord's like, no, you're good. I haven't said anything differently. No new information has changed. Just keep taking the next step. Just keep moving forward. And sometimes the Lord will say, or sometimes when we really sit and we do look back at at the last thing we knew for sure, we'll realize, oh, we've really strayed from that last thing we knew for sure. And maybe there is some pivoting and some turning back that needs to happen to get back on that path that we really feel like we were supposed to be taking all along. Yes, yes. And in closing, Mary, I want to add one thing to what you just said, and that is that I think sometimes we avoid sitting with God or sitting with another person to look into our lives on whatever subject it is because we don't really necessarily want to hear what they're going to say. I know that there's just so many reasons that can keep us from this place of intimacy and letting people reflect into our lives. But again, if you're not even asking the question, if you're not even asking it of God 
let alone another person, it's, it could be a sign that you're resisting what it is that God is saying to you and you don't even really want to hear it because you're not ready to give up the reins. You're not ready to give up control. So these are all signs, things we've talked about yeah. from the beginning of our podcast. This is these signs that are showing that we're still not fully being made whole and integrated. And it is the lie of the enemy to keep you from life and fullness of life because it's only in his presence or in seeking his counsel that you'll be free of some of those fear and some of that control. So invite him in is what we're saying today. As you enter this new year, he has so much for you and you don't have to continue running and you certainly don't have to be afraid of what he has to say to you. And we bless you today and just invite you to come into this process of bringing things before the Lord and just sitting with him. Maybe that could be something you do in the new year and it could have huge implications just by turning your head and to stop and pause and allow him to speak into your life. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website, but for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.